Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One, two, three. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next Knicks fans, and what is up, Barry motherfucking D? What is up, Craig? Barry back in black. A shaved head a week ago, or when at, When was the last show? A week and a half? Two? It feels like forever. Well, we recorded last week on the uh, Off the Ball podcast. We were guests on his show, but uh, yeah, we skipped a week for us. You Last time you looked like you had a wig on. You were wearing a bright well, yeah. orange shirt, and you That's... couldn't get any more different today. You're scaring the shit out of me, to be honest. I had to buzz it off, dude. I had enough. Enough <laughs> was enough with that shit. You sent a great photo of your hair in, like, sort of mid-haircut this oh, week my... to me. I have, like, a cheap buzzer, and I started to use it because, like I said, I had enough with the hair. And, I, it, like, 20 minutes in, I got, like, 5% of my hair done because not only was it, like, hurting, but it cut for shit. And I realized it was going to take me all night <laughs> if I was going to do it. So I called Jason uh, to see if he had a buzzer. Sure enough, he did. So my wife drove 20 minutes to his house to pick up his buzzer at 930 at night, came back. And yeah, his thing was awesome. It was like barbershop grade. Yeah, the only problem was mine cut it a little bit shorter than his. So I got like side of my head that's cut a little bit short. And then I did the rest of my head just like a one. So we will get to Jason in a minute because he is here. But while he waits patiently in the wings... That picture you decided to send, topless, to, I believe, me and Jason, of you with that funny look on your face, mid-haircut. First of all, why did you send a topless photo? Because that was weird. I I had my shirt off as I was cutting my hair. And that face you were making, was that intentional? Like, were you trying to make it look like, what am I doing here? Yeah, it looked like a freak. was that just your natural look? My wife walked in and saw the hair. She couldn't stop laughing because she thought I looked ridiculous. Which I did. But you were mid-haircut. Of course you looked ridiculous. Anyway, let's not make him wait any longer. On the show today, he's been dying to get on for how long now, Jason? Five years? Six years? Something like that? (laughs) (laughs) Get the fuck out. Five or six years we haven't been doing this. Oh, so maybe like two months then? (laughs) I don't know how exactly how long it's been, but you've been a patient man because every day for the past since our last show we've been trying to get you on but it's just been so crazy between all of us that it's been impossible i know you've got you've been watching Shit's creek a lot so you can't really do it every night barry works until midnight selling bicycles <laughs> and uh, i'm exhausted in general so it just hasn't worked out but you've made it you're wearing your nick's jersey i am yeah what nick's jersey is that stand up let me see that yeah let's see this okay 23 what do you have a trey burke jersey on no, no, because that that is a uh, oh, that's, that's the sweet Knicks jersey with the black sides from the uh, right. late '90s that everybody. Yes, loved. it is. Marcus fucking Camby jersey. I received you know this. That's, uh, you know uh, who Barry's favorite Nick is? My twenty-first Barry's birthday, favorite Nick of all time. He every podcast we're on, by the way, that we're guests on. We were just on Off the Ball. Before that, we were on the Hoop Scoop. And it's embarrassing because every time we're on a podcast, they ask us the question of who is our favorite Nick of all time. And I state the obvious. And every time I am embarrassed because I know who Barry's going to say. Do you know who it is? Who Barry is going to say? Yeah. Barry's all-time favorite Nick. Yeah. Yes, Marcus fucking Yeah, Candy. well, that that's funny that you say that because years ago when he was still on the Knicks, obviously, Barry one day called me up and said, I have fallen in love. And then there was like a beat or two where there was nothing. And I was like waiting was he talking about a woman? I don't know. And then he said, with Marcus Camby. Is that true? Yes, 100%. Really? I don't I remember that, I, but that. I believe you because your memory is It is, is like not surprising amazing. that Barry yeah. doesn't remember this. How come you, Barry, how come you're willing to give Jason that trust? But when I tell you about the raw egg diet that you were on in high school and you don't remember it, you say that I'm crazy. 
because obviously you've Jason, got a memory issue. Jason has proven so. time and time again that his memory is pretty incredible. Yeah, he and he's got like, Marcus and I Gabriel. have never proven that to you. No, you haven't. I, I I love to hear that because that just reaffirms the truth. And and yeah, you state the obvious, but the question isn't who do you think is the greatest Nick of all time? Who do you think was the best Nick of all time? It's who is your favorite Nick? Doesn't have to be the best. It's still embarrassing. I know Marcus Camby wasn't the best player that the Knicks had, but he was my favorite. Is there something wrong with that? He was your favorite and still is your favorite Nick of all time, Marcus Camby? Yeah. For yeah. real? Are you really fucking going to sit here and tell everybody that your favorite Nick of all time is Marcus Camby? Really? Really? Come yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Marcus that's, Camby? That's, that's my answer, Still, Frank. as a 41-year-old man, your favorite Nick of all time is Marcus Camby? Well, you heard Jason. I was once in love with him. Apparently, yeah, what will it? What would him. it take for you to, for someone to replace Marcus Camby? What would it take? It just has to be instant. Well, first lo- of all, love at first sight, or what's look, the deal? I know it's not like Marcus Camby had this long New York Knicks career, but I would need a little bit of consistency. R.J. Barrett could become that player, but I mean, he's only been on the team a year. He's my favorite Nick currently, R.J., but I'm not going to give him the all-time title yet. Could Mitchell Robinson nope. supplant Marcus? No. No. He's a similar player. What was it about Marcus that you love so much? What did you say, Jason? I said he's a similar player. He's got that energy out on the court. Mitchell Robinson? Yeah. But uh, no, he's not going to replace him. He's not going to bump him. All right. So the question everyone wants to know is who the fuck is Jason? And why is he here? <laughs> Jason is one of our best... I mean, he's one of our best friends. Maybe your best friend and one of my best friends ever that we grew up with, spent a lot of time at his house doing a lot of shit we shouldn't have done. And when I say that, it doesn't mean what you think. I'm not going to, we don't even have to go into it. But it's not as cool as people might think, right? I remember we used to do slam dunk contests in Jason's court. Yes. That we used fun. to do home run derbies in his court with like a tennis ball and a wiffle doing ball home bat. Der- or a real Did bat, I do real that? Bat. Did I do that? You weren't really into baseball. That was one of my favorite things as a kid was we'd pick a player that we'd pretend to be, you know, we'd do the batting stance like that player, and we'd have a legit, like, nine-inning home run derby. It was so much fun. And the court was, like, the perfect size baseball field to do that with. It was so much fun. Okay, another Jason House memory. We used to call Mike and the Mad Dog and record it on, on a tape player and call in about the Knicks or whoever, the Yankees, the Knicks, the Giants, right? I believe so, yeah. Did I, Jake? Did I ask you to come with a little bit of fucking energy tonight, or what? Well, what's the deal? I don't. I, I. You. You just asked the question. I don't. What? Do you, what <laughs> do you want me to like scream the answer? What are you? What are you looking no, for I don't here? Know. I just want you to bring a little something to the table here, Jay. Yeah, we did. Good times. <laughs> it was great. A lot of fun. I actually watched. I remember. Tell me if I'm wrong. My memory is pretty fucking good though, so I'm probably right. I remember watching the '94 Finals game with the OJ thing. Yes, at, your house. at my house in my room. Yeah. Barry, were the you game. there for that, or was that just me no, and Jason? No, it was just me and you. Right, I mean, I was were definitely there for- Were we having a sleepover party that night? What was going on? Were, <laughs> I, was I having dinner over there? <laughs> I don't, you were probably sleeping over, I would assume. I, de- I was definitely at your house for part of that series, but it was probably like a, a you know, like a Sunday late afternoon game or something, because I definitely remember being in your room watching some yeah. of that Knicks Rocket series. No, me, but it was definitely just me and Craig watching, you know, OJ drive down the, the, the highway in LA. I remember that night. I was at home. I think it was a Thursday yeah. night. What a like, night. Oh, a what a Thursday night. night. I believe so. I think Beverly well, Hills 90210 was on. That's a school the, night. The uh, NBA Finals was on. You had OJ. <laughs> All right. Well, Jason, I reached out to some, some listeners, and they have some questions for you. For me? Okay. If you don't mind. Sure. Gave them a heads up that a childhood friend of ours was coming on the show, and they wanted some, to ask some questions. I'm ready. Johnny3011, what was it like growing up with podcast stars like Barry and Craig, and has their enormous success changed them? Um, well, I will say um, Barry always had, like, I always knew he was going to do something like this. Um, when he was <laughs> younger, we used to do a lot of video and audio stuff together. Uh, we'd call and sing songs onto people's answering machines. And uh, we also did a lot of taping with the video camera. So, like, you could always tell he was he was headed in that direction. Has he changed? I'd say yes, he has. He has let it go to his head a little bit. Uh, he kind of walks around with a puffed-up chest, like, that he didn't have before, like this swagger that he didn't have before, you know, because he's the, the Knicks podcast guy. 
that's usually how he tells people. He does, and they're like, "Well, what about Craig?" And he's like, "No, nah, it's really, it's really mostly me." <laughs> Whereas, you know, um, you haven't really changed. You've stayed very grounded, and you know, on the level. Um, I always saw big things for you. I, I could always foresee that. Um, you know, <laughs> this you is making had, me more sad than anything. You, to be honest, you had a huge, you know, following in high school. Uh, in terms of just your wild antics, and so you could tell that you had mm, something. They were wild. Greatness they were definitely wild. So, oh, great answer. Yeah, I thanks. think that was all perfectly on on target. All right, next question. Tell us something about Barry that we don't know. Well, you want like a story? I can give you a story. Anything, something about him, something interesting, something weird that he's done. Third nipple, what, uh, whatever, whatever people might not know about that. Barry. Um, can I tell the screen story, Barry? You the window screen thing. This is totally unfiltered. Okay, sure. We were By the way, what? fans, we will be getting to Nick's stuff very soon. But you we, asked these questions. So. We were 16, and me and Barry and our friend Christian, we were at this uh, hotel called... Um, the heck was that called? I don't the even Falls remember. View. That's it. The Falls View Hotel, upstate New York. And we stole a bunch of beers from his aunt's fridge when all the adults were at dinner. And we were drinking those beers alone in our room. And then I looked up to find Barry and Christian using a uh, toenail uh, snipper, clipper, to cut a hole in the window screen in the bathroom so that way they could pour the beer out the, out the window because they didn't want to drink any more of the beer. <laughs> he, he literally destroyed part of the hotel to dump the beer out the window when he could have poured it down the drain i mean given barry's technical difficulties with this show it's not surprising that okay. he would all try right. that all right the last question from the fans is it true that barry had to go on a raw egg diet when he was in high school why are all these questions about me i don't know there are, people are interested do you remember that i don't Can you confirm? have any recollection of that whatsoever that's ridiculous thank you all right guys leon rose is quietly building a nice little front office here all right while this coronavirus thing is going on, and the rest of the sports world is on pause, it seems. The Knicks are making some moves, which is nice to see, some progress, even though there's no games being played. All right, they started off signing the cap guru, Brock Aller, that we talked about. As we all know, Scott Perry stayed on as the GM. But today, and just to give everyone fair warning, Barry's been swamped with work all day. I was too. So I didn't even learn this news till like an hour or two ago. The Knicks hired an assistant GM today, Barry. Oh, really? They did. Go ahead. Out of Utah, Walt Perrin. He was the Jazz VP of Player Personnel. I'm not going to fucking bullshit like I knew who Walt Perrin was before today, but in reading everything about him, reading everyone's articles, he's highly respected around the league, well-known for his scouting and draft expertise, had a big hand in drafting a bunch of Utah Jazz eventual all-stars like Donovan Mitchell... Rudy Gobert, Gordon Hayward, and he's joining the Knicks fucking now. I don't know, for me, I'm excited about that just alone in the fact that this year we had Steve Mills and Scott Perry running the helm. All right, and going to this draft, I think like we would for any draft, we're a little bit nervous, right? Especially Mills is now gone. It's just Perry. Have they been preparing all season? But now we get this Walt Perrin guy who... By the way, looks eerily similar to Scott Perry. Looks like they could be related. And they both have Perrin, Perry. It's going to be very confusing this right. year. Hey, he comes from a winning franchise. Winning franchise. He's been, he's been scouting and, and, and studying these players for the Jazz. For another team all year. An organization that this past season, at least, before Leon was here, I would say you'd have to agree, most fans would have to agree, is probably knows what they're doing a little bit more than the Knicks. All right, so we basically plucked one of their guys who's been doing work for them all year, and we're going to use his knowledge for our draft, which I think is an exciting development. Exciting? I mean, it's <laughs> it's it's nice, you know, Only let in them New build York up that Knicks front office. get excited about assistant GMs. You know, let them make some hires. That's that's great. That's showing, you know, uh, an authoritarian position, you know, making some moves. That's great. I don't, I don't know if I'd call it exciting. Really? You got excited about it? Well, we, I mean, I just get excited that there's someone who seems to know what they're doing apparently, with, with the drafts. And Scott Perry's track record with us is short, but, but this guy's bit, you know, he's drafted a bunch of all-stars. He was key in drafting Donovan Mitchell. He's supposedly very close with Mitchell's agent, which is another thing Knicks fans are talking about. Well, any time you could draw, you know, lines to, 
superstar type players, yeah, you get excited and you get hopeful. But um, you know, till it pans out, it's a lot of uh, you know false promises. I think. Would you like to take a look at while we're on the computer here together? Take a look at Walt Perrin. Sure. Let us know what you think, because Barry was working all day. Jason, do you have any? Did you know about this news? No, I actually. I'm doing a fo- it, fucking podcast right now with two guys it. who have no idea what happened today. <laughs> what would what, we all come on here to talk about tonight? Fucking sleepover parties. Look, <laughs> 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 at least look up Walt Perry and tell me if he looks like Scott Perry a little bit. It's almost like I'm gonna be honest, and no offense, Jason. But it's like a Jason version of Scott Perry. Barry, no, tell me if you do agree that this is same. like a mixture of Jason and Scott Perry. No, no way. No way. Barry's going to agree. W- watch. This guy's got a mustache and glasses. Uh, of course, the, glasses the, the article I pulled up didn't have a picture of him. Oh, here he is. No. Uh, look up the images on Google and look at all. You got to look at a lot of them, not just one. The Who one do you think I'm he looks at... like? I think I feel like he's a, a child that Jason and Scott Perry had together. Yeah, that's what do a you no. Think? That's a definite no. Barry's about to agree, I can tell. No, he looks like a cross between Scott Perry and the coach of the Pelicans. Gentry? Yeah. Is that Gentry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I could see that, I guess. <laughs> He's definitely not Scott Perry. Scott Perry's got all those freckles. I Come on. I mean, you can break it down to freckles. I'm just talking about skin tone. <laughs> Scott Perry's defining appearance. characteristic on his he's face or his freckles. So he's Do a they freckless... not look like they could be in the same family? He's a freckless no, Scott have... Perry. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. He I doesn't don't have ag- fucking freckles that, that Scott Perry all. has. All right, guys. It's a crummy Nick's life. Using a family recipe born in 1950s Brooklyn, New York. And perfected on the east end of Long Island, Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company promises to, to deliver you, Jason... Even you, Jason. Have you tried these yet? The Clarkson Avenue crumbs? Um, yeah. No, no, I haven't. I've All right, well, they are the finest. Them. Yeah, you've heard a lot about them. They are the finest, most delicious crumb cakes on the market with flavors they, like classic crumb. What's going on, Barry? They are available in gluten-free options as well. Oh, they that are? Would, and I was yes, just saying that because Jason. Jason is, uh, you know, gluten-free. They got gluten-free, classic crumb, blackout, salted caramel, Brooklyn Joe. Your taste buds will thank you, and they're available in two sizes, Jason. Would you prefer the eight by eight inch size cake or the or the crumpkins, which are like, you know, essentially crumb cakes in mini muffin form? <laughs> you see how I did that? I think I'd like the eight by eight. Is that just because you want to eat more? No, actually, I think I would eat less. Yeah, me too. If there was a, like a 12 pack of crumpkins in front of him, he would eat like yeah. 12 of them. And if, if all you would 12. just pop them in your mouth like that, yeah. he'd probably just knock them all out. I've been with Jason where he takes a first bite of something and says, I should not be eating this. And 20 minutes later, he's still eating it. And he's just saying, I shouldn't have eaten that. But he just keeps piling it into his mouth right. and takes seconds and, and thirds. Jason's and Jason's gluten-free. But if, but if something's out there that looks good, he's just like, fuck it. Oh, exactly. The entire cake. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see the Jason shovel right now in my head. So take a trip down Clarkson Avenue and Crumb get some. Visit ClarksonAveCrumb.com. Use promo code HARDNICKSLIFE for 23% off your order. Not the 23% off in honor of the jersey Jason's wearing and Barry's bullshit favorite Nick of all time, but in honor of Mitchell Robinson, the real number 23. I'm getting no response from Jason and Barry on that. <laughs> so uh, what did you take of like the, the, the Mitchell Robinson five-second video that was all over Nick's Twitter the other day with him taking the step back three and everybody was all getting excited about it? Overblown or what? First of all, it was, it, he looked great in those two fucking moments, right? Right. Which, let's face it, anybody can do that. I, I, I could fucking do that if I try it enough times. Right. That's the hardest thing with these training videos. But also, when was that video from? Right. I'm confused about that because so it looked like he was just playing against the guys that he his friends that he normally plays with. Um, but then Ian Begley like retweeted the video and said, just to clarify, this video was from after practice earlier this season, <laughs> which got me less excited because I thought that was him like now with right. some guys that he's been in quarantine with, which for some reason, if it, if it was now, then you're like, oh, maybe... All right, maybe you can get excited thinking he's really working on this shit right now and he's gotten better a little bit. But if this was from fucking like five months ago, then who gives a shit? Right. And wasn't it you that that said, I think it was you that said like, how come it's always next season that they're going to start bringing this shit out? Because he said that after the first year, like, hey, because the reporters asked him, are you going to, you know, uh, expand your game? And and he said, yeah, he's going to do it next season. And we didn't see any of that. He still didn't take any jump shots this year. 
which, you know, again, that's not like the number one thing we're looking to do. But, I mean, if he can space start to space the floor a little bit, you know, it's only going to help not only him, but help the, the rest of the team. I'm not asking him to do a crossover dribble from the three-point line and then fire up a three. I'm asking him to fucking put the ball on the floor once in a blue moon and maybe take a shot outside of five feet. Right. Like, that's not... There's... I understand he's not going to break this part of his game out now, but like you just said, can you do? A, can you break it out a tiny, a smidgen, just a smidgen, a smidgen? A smidgen. You'd love to see that, like at least once, you know, a game, or once every other game, or even once every three games. Give us something, something. Jason, different. did you see this clip? No, no, I did not. Well, you're really fucking prepared for this. <laughs> <laughs> But I've seen this from him before, you know. But I, I, I said it like I, I try not to get excited over training videos. But Mitchell Robinson is different for me, and I think that's because we see him how athletic and how exciting he is. So I want to see a little bit more from him. And you keep hearing these rumors that he's got a little more to his game. But dude, I mean, he's not going to break it out this year because he wants to get this Wilt Chamberlain record. Well, this year, I mean, is it going to be a this year? For him and for anybody that's not in the postseason. I mean, he's not going to... If, if there is, he's not coming back and blowing up that record right. to fire off some threes. Right. I worry that he's just like teasing this side of his game for, for contract purposes. And he's afraid to break it out in a game because he doesn't really have it. I hope I'm wrong. But he's leaving that mysterious side because, you know, he's, he's doing great and he doesn't want to ruin that as far as contracts. And he's giving us this tease that there's more to his game. That maybe he's like Anthony Davis. Except he's probably not. Well, That's and, my fear. And you know, look, there's obviously there's not one single play the Knicks run that are going to have him, you know, create that type of opportunity. He's always like the turnstile guy. He's always the guy at the top of the key that gets the ball, hands it off, you know, and or involved in the pick and roll, you know, and rolling to the basket to dunk. There's never going to be anything set up for him that's going to enable him to have that type of option to either put the ball on the floor, shoot or pass. It's always to pass. So it's really only going to be in like a fast break opportunity that we're going to be able to see him do some type of shake and bake type of thing on a one-on-one type of situation with another defender on him. But yeah, I mean, I'd love to see those options open up for him too, but that's probably a big part of it. He's only his second year in the league. He's not going to start going rogue. And uh, unfortunately, the plays that are being run aren't uh, going to enable him to do something like that. So Jay, we've been talking about this clip for like, what do you say? Three, four minutes? Oh, you're going to ask if I looked it up yet? Is that what you're going to ask? Yeah, you know. <laughs> Did you think at any point during that you might want to check it out? No, not not especially. I mean, what do you have going do, do on? You with really, your... Do you really want him shooting three pointers? Is that what you want? Yo, you just turned your head for the first time. Is something? Are you doing your fa- facial hair differently right now? I haven't shaved. If that's what you mean. Do you see like a line in Jason's face? Yeah. What is that? Where? What? No, the other side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See one. a thick line. Is it? That, is that just can't... naturally how it looks? Yeah. No, 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 though. The bottom one across your jawline. Here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Could just be. It the, looks the like light. you shaved it into a sh- weird shape at some no. point. No. Like you shaved a mustache in your cheek. Hmm. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I can see that it in the reflection. Yeah, right over here. Yeah, but it curves it, up. It must just be the shadow. Hmm. I don't yeah. think so. You sort of have it on the other side, too. All right. I did ask some real questions for fans to ask us. I said we were recording a show. So we got some listener questions just about what's been going on. In case you didn't realize that those other questions were bullshit from before. Okay. All right, Mr. Fax asked, hey, this is Danny from Sydney. If we don't get a top three pick in the draft, would you trade down? Maybe get Cole Anthony. Oh, Cole Anthony's not exciting me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't trade anywhere to get Cole Anthony. He's not a get to me. You know, if if if... If you land somewhere and he's on the board and he's the best one there, yeah, you're going to take him. But I'm not going after him. Yeah, I mean, I I don't I think if the Knicks don't get in the top 3 and they're in the let's say they're the 4th or the 5th, if they want Cole Anthony, you're just going to have to take him at that point. I don't know if they want him or not, but you're not trading down because you want to try and get Cole Anthony at 8 or 9. It's not worth the risk. There's not that much of a difference between all these players in the draft this year where you know, you could you could take that risk because any anyone could take him at five. He could go anywhere from five to eleven. Who the hell knows? Jason, would you trade down for Cole Anthony? No, I gotta tell you though, like a lot of these people, uh, I was reading on SI the other day, and they went through like seven different possibilities for how the draft shakes out, and in one of them they had the Knicks picking number one, 
and they had the Knicks taking um, Lamelo, number mm-hmm. one, yeah, yeah, and not James Wiseman. I wouldn't um, take James Wiseman. No, well, I, I don't think I necessarily would either. Barry I mean, wants Lamelo so bad. I want Lamelo being like perfect for Mitchell Robinson with the lob game and all the creative stuff and and that sort of thing. Right. Would I trade down for Cole Anthony? I mean. If you if you fall out of the out of the running for Melo Lamelo no because is is there really that much of a difference between those people that they have in all the draft previews no from, like mean, between so six you're, so you're and basically the rest saying of the what I said I mean yeah, yeah. not really so speaking of Lamelo there are some rumors this past week that his that the Lamelo ball camp whether that's Lavar Ball or whoever is steering Lamelo towards New York or is going to try to steer Lamelo towards New York. And then there was a separate fucking rumor of maybe that means like Leangelo joins and eventually Lonzo. But let's just stick with fucking Lamelo. How do you feel about potentially the balls steering Lamelo towards New York? Is that possible? Barry wants that to happen. Yeah, yeah. I, I look. I want Lamelo or Anthony Edwards because I think those two guys in this particular draft are going to have the most successful NBA careers, um, and, the, and they're going to be the most impactful. I, I really believe that. So I'd be ecstatic with either one of them. And LaMelo as a point guard is, you know, a position the Knicks desperately need. He's a playmaker. Um, he's a showman. Um, and, you know, hopefully his shot, you know, which is going to be, you know, the, the one of the biggest things he's going to need to improve in his game. Hopefully that'll come through, which uh, there's no reason why it shouldn't, you know, if he, he's young. But, uh, yeah, I would love to see that happen. Absolutely. I, but I don't know if you can steer a player to a team. You know, you can yeah, make the, the team. Is how do you how do you do that? Well, do I you guess you, you want to put the team at ease. You know, you obviously want to draft a player that wants to be there. So that's all you can do is express your want to be there so that, you know, they feel better about drafting you. You, you know, can refuse workouts to anyone but the Knicks. Yeah. Yeah, so um, his dad, his dad could just be a pain in the ass, which he's you know, which he's known to do. Lamelo could go to workouts for other teams and just fucking throw bricks off the wall and act like a fucking idiot. <laughs> you know, I mean, there are there are things he could do. But Jason, yeah. going back to what you said though, it's like where do you weigh that? I wouldn't want a part. I, I wouldn't want any part of that. Not with Lavar. No matter how high you thought Lamelo's ceiling was, just because he comes along with his dad. How high is his ceiling? Like, wh- what's his comp? I mean, better than Lonzo. I would love to have fucking Lonzo ball. You'd love to have Lonzo? I mean, he's fucking, yeah, he's way better than anyone we have. What point. if LaMelo turned into like a Jason Kidd, Jason? Well, that's what they said Lonzo was going to become. Jason Kidd couldn't shoot. I mean, yeah, for the passing wise, I guess, but LeVar Ball is just, I mean, he's a lot to take that. Jason, you, how, when was the last time you even heard from LeVar Ball? He's really been at, he hasn't really well, been I mean, a once steady they sent in the him news over since. To, to, once they got rid of him, once the Lakers got rid of him, it was, you know, because then he's not on the big stage. Right, but I mean, he's, I think he must have mellowed down or something because you haven't heard much from him in a long time. Uh, right? I, I mean, he, I think he had his moment. He realized he was disrupting shit for his, for his kids and it's done. I mean, it's, I think you don't that, think I think that phase York, is over. That he would be disruptive. I don't think he's any more disruptive than James Dolan. I think if we can handle James Dolan, we can handle fucking LeVar Ball. If we can handle a fucking drunk Charles Oakley all year, talking shit about Patrick Ewing, the greatest Nick of all time. My legitimate favorite Nick of all time. If we could handle one of like the biggest Knicks fans of all time whining on national television about, you know, having to use a particular entrance at Madison Square Garden, it becoming, you know, huge news, and we got through that. Yeah. If we can handle all that... I think we could handle a father that might be a little bit of a pain in the ass if his son is really going to be a star point guard. Especially if he's going to talk about a player that can possibly help turn this team around. You know, we don't know if that's going to happen. We don't know if he's going to be this franchise player. But obviously, you know, the opportunity is there for the Knicks taking him and the potential is there for him to be that. Look at us ganging up on Jason. Though, I feel bad about shoot? this. You're going to add him to Knox and, uh, and you know, I mean... Look at look at long distance. Look at Knox. Look at Barrett. Like none of those guys, at least at this time. Exactly. So maybe maybe we need Lamelo to get some guys some wide open shots, feed some guys inside, make things easier on all these fucking guys who can't shoot for shit. Might make life a little easier. He he certainly can't shoot yet, at least according to his numbers. All right, another question, Brian Mahoney. What do you like and dislike about Leon Rose? 
Let's go to Jason first. <laughs> what do I like and dislike about him? One thing um, you like, one thing you dislike. Well, he's got a lot of connections, you know. That's you a great that, thing to like. That that you hope that that plays a role, hopefully, in in, in bringing some good stuff the Knicks way, you know, he's a guy who's respected. What I don't like is, is his name. I don't like Leon. It's just not, it's not a name that I'm into. My grandfather's <laughs> name was Leon. What grandfather? Which one? Mitchell's father. My father's father was named oh, well, Leon. I never knew him. So maybe if I had known him, that would be a little different. I don't, I don't have a positive image of a Leon for any reason. Do you like the band Kings of Leon? They're all right. I mean, you know, it's just not, Leon is not, it's not my, Hmm. Oh, I'm just, it's not a name I like. Fascinating. I think it's a strong name. If I had known your grandpa Leon, then things would probably be different. My grandpa Leon was a not a nice man. <laughs> okay. Oh, all, right. all right. So then oh, maybe I wouldn't weird. have. I, I, I don't know. But he was a strong man. <laughs> what did he do to you, Barry? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, he, uh, he terrified me. He was just, uh, you know, he wasn't like a gentle kind grandpa you know okay you know i lost him when uh i think i was like six years old but i can remember being like afraid of him he never smiled it's terrified of the guy all right so you like leon so barry doesn't like leon's name either and uh <laughs> no no i didn't say that what do you like what do you like and dislike about leon i mean i'll go i i agree connections i like that he's not steve mills um i like that he's He's so well respected and such a big. Uh, he's been such a big player in the NBA for these years, and I'm hoping he's not influenced or, or bullied around by Dolan or anyone else in the Knicks organization. Things I don't like is, I guess he just doesn't have specific experience to building a, a team or a winner. All right, Barry. Unless you have something new to add, we're, we'll move on to the next question. You can yeah. lead off the next question. Yeah, go ahead. Move on, Barry. Do you see Frank and Knox on the team next season? That's coming from Knicks fans since '92. Oof. Um, I really feel that they are both expendable, so I would not be surprised if they were not on the team. You know, if if Leon Rose and the Knicks do decide to shuffle things up a little bit, uh, sure, I think they could be included in a package. Other teams may still think Knox is on the rise and he's got potential. They may think Frank was not used and given, you know, a big enough chance and and that he can excel somewhere. So, but do I think they'll be on the team? I got to give you an answer. I I'll say one of them, one will and one won't. I'll say. You know, I'm not going to say who cuz I yeah, I can't predict the future, but um I'll say you'll be one for two out of those guys cuz they're not going to hold on to everybody. All right, I'm going to say they'll both be on the team. Okay. I would just say that you know, every year we expect the Knicks to move. No one expects it, but there's all of this talk about the Knicks trading for a star or making huge moves. Never seems to really happen. Given the short off season is probably going to happen come this year, I'm guessing we're probably just going to draft where we're at. We're going to draft two guys in the first round. We're going to keep building these this young team, hold on to all of our assets, wait till the right guy comes along that we really want to trade for. So I wouldn't expect us to move any of the young guys yet. All right, guys, we're nearing the end of the show. I've been holding on to this for quite a few weeks now. I don't know if it's going to be a mistake, so I figure we'll just give it a try, all right? It's going to take a lot of effort on our part. Derek from Scotland, who played this beautiful It's a Hard Knicks Life intro theme a while back. Remember this with the bagpipes? You guys remember this? Yeah. I remember it. It's a hard Knicks life. It is a hard Knicks life. He sent in a game that he'd like us to play. Lucky you, Jason. I don't think this was intended for you, and I hope he's not offended. But Barry, Jason, and Craig, we're going to play the Derek from Scotland game. And I'm not sure if it's going to be more of a challenge answering these questions or understanding what Derek's fucking saying. <laughs> can I right. can I answer them in a Scottish accent? Absolutely. Yeah, by the way, everyone, this is Jason's thing. He thinks he does accents and uh, <laughs> characters. And it's worked out once for our show. For those of you who don't know, Jason called in. This season, pretending to be Barry's floor guy. I Mike should have probably said that. Mike who? Mike Durasmo. Mike Durasmo from what's the flooring company's name? Oh, geez. I don't even remember now. What was it? It was Barry? a great flooring company name. Barry, what was it? Dynamite Floors. That's Dynamite Floors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you give us a little bit of that? If you're, if anyone, if everyone remembers, Barry moved into his new house, refinished the floors, 
with very dangerous chemicals and had his family living in them for like a week, but they got they put the dog away to be for in, in safekeeping. Right. Did you say for a week? It was yeah, it was a whole way week. long. Wasn't it longer than that? <laughs> no, it was a week. What was that voice? You remember? <laughs> it was just like a thick Italian kind of, you know, just talking kind of like this, you know, tied on my floors. You know, your wood deserves our gentle touch. Something like that, you know? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. Let's see if we could play. Hold on. Uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to do this. This is Derek from Scotland just saying hello. Craig, Barry, it's Derek from Scotland here. How's it going? Uh, as well as watching old Nick games. First of all, the accent is so thick that it sounds like he's saying it's Dave from Scotland. I love, I, did, I never knew how much I loved the Scottish accent until I heard my name being said in a Scottish accent. I love, I love his accent. Craig, Barry, there from Scotland. There from Scotland. <laughs> Craig, Barry, there from Scotland. And what's his name? Derek. Derek. Dad from Scotland. <laughs> Craig, Barry, it's Derek from Scotland here. How's it going? Uh, as well as watching old Nick games while I've got time to kill in lockdown, I've also been watching EuroLeague basketball games as well. EuroLeague is actually it's a really high standard of basketball. It's much better than the NCAA. And if you're interested, you can check out some full games on their YouTube channel. Anyway... I'm calling in because whilst watching games from this season in the EuroLeague, I've spotted around a dozen former Knicks who are currently on EuroLeague teams. So how about a game of Name That Nick? Oh, I just realized he's saying EuroLeague. Yeah, what do you think he was saying? <laughs> I thought he was saying EuroLeague. It did sound like EuroLeague. I was going to stop before and say that too. It sounds like EuroLeague. No, I'm following be, so far. It's going to be quite oh, a challenging game Okay. Here. And I must say that in the email he sent, he said he tried to tone down the accent for the game so he could understand it better. So this wow. is, I, didn't, I don't know how you do that, but apparently you can tone down your accent. Hopefully, we've got over the language barrier and you can understand what I'm saying. <laughs> so can you figure out who these three former Nick guards are who are currently big time players in the EuroLeague? Hold on, Just pause please. it, pause it. I think can we g- figure I, out? I can't even understand what you're fucking saying. I think Dan, the game would be just what? as I think the game would be just as fun if he said the actual player's name and we had to figure out who the fuck that's he said. What, Are you really? Having that's that what we should do next time. Understanding what he's saying. It's a challenge, Jay. I'm like <laughs> translating it in my head. No, I can't. I think that'd be a great I've understood game. Understood everything yeah. so far. Next time, Derek, we haven't even played your game yet, but we're going to tell you how to do it next time. Say former. Former Knicks. Not even former just, Knicks, because that might be too easy, but like just like random NBA players. I was thinking Knicks that, that like l- lesser known Knicks, you know, that people might not remember. Victor Oladipo. Victor Oladipo. Victor Oladipo. That was That's Scottish? Easy. I don't know what that was. That, Craig, that was bad. Barry, Dave from Scotland. Somebody choking on Victor his Victor Oladipo. Victor Oladipo. That was that? <laughs> Marcus Camp. Marcus Camp. <laughs> oh, Marcus Camp. No, that. <laughs> Marcus. <laughs> you sound like an old Southern man. Like that just... reminds me when I went to England and I jumped on a, one of those double decker buses, like right out of the airport, and we we're trying to get to what an American would read as Trafalgar Square. And we were fucking riding around in circles around London because we kept missing it because the fucking driver kept going, Trafalgar Square, Trafalgar Square. <laughs> and like eventually we were like, holy shit, he's saying Trafalgar Square. So we would go up and we'd be like, are you saying Trafalgar Square? But Trafalgar Square, Trafalgar Square. So what he's fucking saying. All right. All right, here we go. So here are the rules, because I'm just going to read the rules, because I'm still confused as to what we're doing here. Something about EuroLeague. Former Knicks are playing in EuroLeague. We're going to try Three and guess who the former Knicks Nick is. guards, right? That's what he yeah. said? Oh, jeez. He says, play the first clip in full. And then if you both want to try to name that Nick on the show, play the other clips on the show and you can pause it after each clue to discuss it. See if you have a guess at that point, let the listeners think about it and then play the answer. So I think we just played the first clip. So here is the second one. Guys, get ready. Let's see how this goes. It's a hot Nick play. Okay, first former Nick. Currently leading his team, Armani Milan, from Italy, in minutes and assists, playing for former Spurs assistant coach Ettore Messina. The first clue is, he arrived in New York in the same trade that brought Tracy McGrady to New York. Oh, man. Can I, can I throw a guess out there? Sure. 
That's not Stevie he, Francis, is it? I don't know. That's your guess, Barry. Do you have a guess? Are you looking this up right now? Yeah. You're just thinking. It looks like no, he no, is. Are you fucking... All right, oh, then fuck she... you. Makes clue. This guard actually came from the Kings. It was a three-team trade. Okay, so, so there's another so, fucking right, so clue. It's from the Kings, right. so it's not Steve Francis, then. I know the answer. <laughs> you know because you looked it up? Yeah, that's right. It's not an open book test. All right, next clue. Second last clue. I was really excited about him Second joining the team. Second to last clue. How, how many fucking clues are we getting? I was really excited about him joining the team, mainly because his NBA nickname was Spanish Chocolate. Though in his home oh. country of Spain, he's El Chacho. Spanish Chocolate. Last clue. He played in 27 games for the Knicks. Only started eight. He didn't come back the next season, hmm. and he wore number 13. Barry's got his head on his hands. What, what are you like? I can't believe these guys can't figure this out. You just fucking looked up the answer. You're losing patience with us? No, no, I'm fine. Why aren't you playing the game with us, Barry? Oh, God, I know who this is. I could give you his initials. Yeah. Yeah. S-R. S-R. I can envision like a European point guard. Yeah, like that's what I'm thinking. Is he Spanish? Yeah, he's yeah, kind well, of yeah, Spanish, Spanish chocolate. chocolate. And, he is a, and he was a point guard, yes. Yeah, I, I I know the fucking I I wish yeah, I, had I know who it is. I can't get the name though. From Spain, Sergio Sergio Rodriguez. Yes, and the answer is Sergio Rodriguez. Brilliant! I mean, Barry, you're so good at this game. I wonder how you did that. <laughs> it feels good. Can you stop doing that? Feels good. Do you want to? Should we do another one of these? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Next up, second in the Euroleague in scoring, third in assists, ranked as the fourth best player. Here's your first clue. Played in the 2014 15 Knicks for Derek Fisher. <laughs> he said I'd for rather Derek forget Fisher. Those, those, those times. Next clue. After Carmelo was shut down that season, this guard arrived in New York in a trade and went on to lead the Knicks in field goal attempts per game for the rest of the season. Right, we allowed to look, are we allowed to look up the roster from that year? Is that legal? And Barry's still looking up the answers. I'm looking up the roster. I looked up the roster. Okay, well, fuck this. I need more clues, so I'm looking up the roster then. Is this going to make it so uh, obvious? Does he have another clue? Yeah, yeah, here. I'm not looking up. I got it. Let's wait. (laughs) Oh. Second last clue. Pablo Prigioni was sent to the Rockets in the trade that brought this guard to New York. Oh, it's a guard? Oh, so it's not who I thought. Last clue. Because Stoudemire had been waived so he could sign with Dallas, this player took Stats jersey number. Oh, so he was Was three? It's number, number three? One, number one. Is it guard? Ah, that's another one. Here we go. Whatever. Let's find out the answer. I'm not going to let Barry win. And the answer is a guy I loved watching when he played for the Knicks, Alexei Shved. Who? <laughs> Alexei Shved. I can't believe I didn't realize that he led the Knicks. That's in a real the... person? In field goal attempts? Field goal attempts. How's it? Well, so yeah, obviously, Mello for this season. Led them with over twenty field goal attempts. Second was was Bargnani with twelve point four. Then Langston Galloway with eleven point four, and then was Alexi Shved with eleven point three. Alexi Shved. I I'm gonna be honest for for both the Sergio Rodriguez and that one I had Shved in my head. <laughs> I did not mean to Shved rhyme like that, but I had Shved I was thinking in my of. Head. Pablo Prigiani, by the way, for Sergio, Sergio Rodriguez. Prigioni. But to clarify, the he mid- said when, when Melo was out, right? That's when he took yeah. over in field goal attempts? I was originally wondering if it was Pablo for the other one, but he was the magician, not the Spanish chocolate. Mm. All right, there's one more. I don't know if this is doing anything for you guys, but we're just going to fire through this through the clues. Last here. former Nick guard playing for Andalus in Istanbul, Turkey. He is leading the EuroLeague in scoring third in three-point field goal percentage and is ranked as the best player in the EuroLeague. First clue. He played in the NBA for four seasons for four different teams. Next clue. He went from the Knicks to the Nets, then to the Celtics before going to the EuroLeague. Second last clue. Phil Jackson said he had tiny hands. (laughs) (laughs) Last clue. He came to the Knicks from Dallas as part of the trade that shipped out Tyson Chandler. Tiny hands. Phil Jackson said he had tiny hands. Wait, and these are all guards? <sighs> Man, they're all they're all guards that are less than memorable. 
This is the first one that Barry's not trying to find the answer. Yeah. Well, I found it. Are you? Fuck this. And the answer is Shane Larkin. Yes, Shane Larkin is currently the best player in the EuroLeague, even with tiny hands. Shane Larkin. He did have tiny hands. Isn't that like Barry Larkin's kid? Yeah, he's related. Yeah, I don't know if it's. He's definitely related to Barry Larkin. Yeah, maybe it is his kid. Out of Miami, he played. I remember that. All right, Barry. I know you had one one great story you want to tell us before we before we get out of here for the night. Yeah, I mean it was great for me. Thanks again. We want to say thank you to Derek for making us all oh, feel yeah. stupid. Thanks, Derek. <laughs> That's right. Thanks for calling in or whatever you call that. Yeah, no, I love hearing Derek talk. Emailing in. We're a big fan of yours. Yes. So I'm in the shop the other day, and there's like this seven foot tall guy. Um, on the sales floor, who um, my coworker is helping, and they come. And whenever I see like somebody like seven feet tall, I always wonder if they're like you know a basketball player or former player or whatever. So anyway, they come. Did up you to get? The the, were you getting the Hard Knicks Life stickers ready when you heard about? <laughs> yeah, <them or? laughs> right, right, right. Um, well, side note, you know, I don't know if you remember. I think I might have said it on here, but and Jason actually went with me when I was 12 years old and Jason was 12 years old. We went to the, the New York Knicks basketball camp. It was a, a short, like two weeks sleep away camp. And not only would Knicks players come to visit the camp, but college basketball players would come and they would be the counselors and the coaches for the, the teams at the camp. So anyway, I'm at the counter and my coworker's taking his information because he sold him a bike. And he says, you know, what's your last name? And he says, Scott, S-C-O-T-T. And he said, what's your first name? And he says, Seanell. I said, get out of here. St. John's, you were my coach at the Knicks basketball <laughs> camp. He was my actual coach. I said, I was looking at your autograph the other day when I was cleaning out my stuff in my basement. I said, that's crazy. And, you know, and then I told him that, you know, I'm 42 years old now. And I was like only 12 years old when I was at that camp, not to make him feel old, but. Well, what does he have to be, like 51, 52? No, he's probably like 48. He was probably six years older than us. He was probably 18 years old. He was at St. John's at the time. He said he remembered the camp, you know, but I, we were so busy. I didn't get a chance to talk to him. But, like, it made my day because I remember following him in the NBA a little bit. When he went there, he didn't really do much um, in the NBA. But um, when he comes back to pick up the bike, when we get it ready, I'm going to have to talk to him a little bit. But that, I thought that was really, really cool because when, like, it was so, so random. You should bring that autograph in. Have it there for when he comes. That's right. I should. All right, I got a picture of him right here. Yeah, Sean L. Scott. I don't know what he's doing what? now. Number forty-two. That's right. He was number forty-two. It took yeah, me a while to figure out how to, how to like how to type how to spell out Sean L. Yeah, yeah, it could go a number of different ways. So, uh, did you hook him up with a nice bike or no? Did you give him no, a deal? I, dude, we were so busy, and I was helping somebody else. I had no time for that. You didn't help out your your basketball camp counselor from when you were twelve. <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right, guys, that's gonna do it for this show. If you want to reach out to us, it's thehardnextlife at gmail.com. You can follow me at Howard Next Life. You can follow Barry at Barry Dworkin. You can follow Jason. Where can they follow you, Jason? I'm sure you've gained a lot of fans in this I don't, show. I don't know if I want to give out my Twitter. <laughs> are you Are you not sharing your Twitter account? Yeah, I'm gonna. What is? I'm is not that really tweeting about handle? basketball stuff. So Jason's I'll... like a Jason's like almost like a regular caller on the K Show. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what's your name for the K Show? People probably listen. I'm Jason from East Northport. Jason from Jason East Northport. From He's East been Northport. on there like, like you know, at least five times. I was on the other day. Again? Tuesday. Yeah. Jesus, Jason is still doing now what we used to do when we were 13 in his house. Listen, I got a lot of free time radio. on my hands. And he, and he records it, too, so he can play it for us. Exactly like when we were kids. <laughs> I'm not even fucking around. I'm not. What am I doing with my days? I got nothing to do. Guys, if you want, if you like our show, subscribe, leave us some ratings, some reviews. Thank you for the ratings and reviews you recently left us. Brightens my day. Jason, brightens your day. Definitely. So leave those. Get your friends to leave them. Get your family to leave them. Steal your, steal, steal your mom's phone. Just give us, click on the five stars when she's not looking and she'll never know. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> they can call us, right, Barry? That's right. 516-33-MESH-1. And what are they going to say when they call us, Craig? What do you want them to tell you? I don't know. How about we talk to Jason about that? You've called quite a few times. Is it intimidating to call that number? What happens? Tell no, everyone who's not afraid. not at all. You know, you're, just, you're asked to leave a message, and you just just got to give your, you know, your true feelings. Let, let your heart open up and just say what it needs to, to say, you know? And yeah. sometimes we use it, sometimes we don't, right? Like, you, you know that. 
Yeah. People, you know, you guys you haven't played a, a lot time. of them recently, though. It's been a while since you've played them regularly. Yeah, let's not talk about that. <laughs> Any closing thoughts, Jason? Do you, or have you enjoyed your stay on the show today? You, I know you purchased some equipment that wasn't here today. Does that no. mean you're you're expecting no. some future appearances? No, you, I'm, I'm no. What do you it's want like, out of this? It's just it's, a one-time thing. It's just for the future. Uh, just in case for for my my regular job, you know. I yeah. kind of I'm gonna be honest, Barry. I kind of like having Jason here, even if he just sat there, and we just like talked about how weird his like facial hair was coming in or whatever, or he just wore a different Knicks jersey every time, you know. Well, this is the only one that I have. Oh, I mean, I could change the number on it if you want with tape, but this is the only one that I've got. What if we did something like every episode, Jason just got a new flavor of Clarkson Avenue crumb cake, and he ate it the whole show. Well, that would I, I would enjoy that. We could do that, and then I mean, we could get some drops for the show, and Jason could be in charge of that. Jason, we took Jason, and we had to get on the phone the other day to figure out his microphone situation. It was like an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah, that, that we were, he was trying to figure that. Stuff out. wasn't you working. You want him to record and somehow play drops during the show? Yeah, we'll set him up with a bank of drops. He could be in charge of that. <laughs> if we're ever having like a disagreement about something, we go always cut to him and you know get his opinion on something well, if we need it. About that, let me tell you, you wouldn't have to Google that Alfonso Ribeiro is the State Farm guy. If if I was if oh I was yeah there okay, with Jason's been that was like two weeks ago, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just letting I'm just letting you know. There's no Google and stuff like that. So. All right, Jason, motherfucking D, Barry, motherfucking D. Until next time, it is a heart. Well, thanks for having me. I've had fun. Oh, all right. Jason's gonna fuck up our whole goodbye now. <laughs> he gets to say life. You want him to say life? Yeah. All right, Jason, you're gonna say life at the end of this. You've listened to the, every show. All right, so say it like you fucking mean it. All right. It's the last word in this podcast. Jason perking up in his seat. Well, I'm ready. Until next time, it is a heart. Nick's life. <laughs> oh man is everyone recording oh shoot was i supposed to hit the start button am i supposed to laugh no <laughs> right. thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube